everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Nerds at Odds is your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to patreon.com slash nerdsatodds. You can also check us out on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Nerds at Odds. And if you want to leave a rating and a review on the podcast service that you're using to listen to this show, that would really help us out and grow our audience. And also remember, everybody, that this is going to be a two-part Christmas bonanza. It's a complete blowout for the holiday season. You're going to get part one today, the day you listen to it, obviously. And part two comes out for free next week on Friday. Or if you want to get it early, like I said, you can get it on Patreon. So be sure to check out both parts for a complete spectacular. Yes. Now we're going to hop on into what we've been doing recently. Courtney, what have you been up to? I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla and enjoying that a lot. Yeah, you've started doing some story stuff because you've cleared out all the areas about that you're level at, right? Yeah, well, you... I, I've I've started doing when I accept like the main quest to do an alliance. Yeah, like, like with, uh, what are they called in England? Provinces? Boroughs? Yeah, like counties? Like Leicestershire. And... Yeah. I don't, I don't know. think it's a kingdom. I don't know what it was called, but that area of land. Yes. So then I'll clear out all that stuff, and then I'll do the quest. Yeah. So you completed... You're about 60 hours into this game. Yes. Or so. Yeah. And I, I would guess you're probably a third of the way through it, from just the size of the map and what you haven't uncovered yet. I know I'm at least 55 hours in. Yeah. And you're about a third of the way through it. So if you guys want a game that gives you bang for your buck. And Courtney seems to have enjoyed all 55 but, of these hours. But I know that I'm going back to Norway at some point because there's still plenty of stuff in there that I haven't done. Like, there yeah. were places that were way out of my power range, remember? Yeah, yeah, That yeah. I couldn't do. Yeah, that is true. There was, like, a... From what I remember, there was two places in Norway, mm-hmm. like, two different areas. Yeah. And one of them was, like, starting level. I think the other one was 200 and something. Yeah, it was crazy. So... Yeah, uh, if you want, guys want a game that has a lot of bang for your buck, and Courtney seems to have enjoyed all 55 hours. I do I, enjoy it. Yeah, I'm you haven't had... still waiting for them to fix that quest. Yeah, there's a quest that's been broken, apparently since the game launched, from what I've read online. And they have not come up with a fix for it yet, and no one in the message boards has figured out a way to make this quest work, which is upsetting. But I would, I would really suggest you guys grab Assassin's Creed Valhalla if you like these type of Ubisoft open world games because you definitely get your $60 worth yes. out of this one. And it looks amazing on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've also been playing some Among Us. Yeah, I finally got back into it after the uh, the hacking yeah, issue. Yeah, it's not a problem anymore. It doesn't seem to be. I, I think they've done a good job. Though I remember back before they fixed it, I would have people, they would be like, oh, I know it was you. I have, I hacked my speed. It's like, yeah. wh- why even hack in a game like this? Yeah, you don't get, you don't get, there's not really any stats. You yeah, know? you don't get any rewards. It's not like, it's not even like Fall Guys where if you win, you increase your XP to get a reward. Yeah, you still have to like, if you want different skins or yeah. hats or pets, you have to buy them. Yeah, that there is no reason to hack in the game because you don't get rewarded for winning. You know, it's the only reason you you would hack is to make yourself feel better. But you're not even like winning of your own accord. You're winning because you're hacking. 
they announced a new map at the Game Awards for Among Us. This, like, space blimp place. I forget what it was called now. Yeah. Have you played it yet? Do you know if that's out? I, it's not out yet. It's not out yet? Um, I have all the maps turned on when I search for games. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I can, like, get random assortment. Usually the, uh, the scaled gets filled up pretty quickly. Mm. So if you're just, like, looking for a game and you don't want to sit there and be, like, told that the games are full... <laughs> Just choose a different map. Yeah. It won two awards at the Game Awards. I know I told you that the other day, but for the audience that doesn't know, do you think it's deserved? I mean, it's a great game, and it, I think it's perfect for the world we live in right now. What do you think like... of it uh, winning Game Awards coming out in 2018, though? I don't know. You're fine with that? It's fine. I mean, it didn't get any recognition mm. whatsoever when it first came out, and then it re- people really latched onto it. Yeah, the developers seemed really nice. There's all four. Of, there's four of them. I they, thought there were three. No, there was four of them. Huh. Yeah, they they seem nice, and it's a fun game. I mean, you don't play it as much as I do. You don't get to deal with the people. I had someone today. I was playing, and I was just you know I was just on there playing, and I was away from the group, and someone dies in the game, and. Someone reports the body and they go, it's brown. And I'm like, well, what's your proof? And they're like, you're stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't, you just said it's brown. Yeah. You didn't give any proof. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. You know, like I, I voted for brown. They were the imposter, but you got to give some proof. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not about that. And uh, we don't really have, it's hard to get a group of friends going just at a moment's notice, you know, when the urge strikes you. Yeah. Sometimes you get some great groups of people, but other times you just get annoying, mean people. So on top of that, you finished the Song in the Silence book with the weird dragons and stuff. It's got dragons in it. It, uh, You know, it's good. I enjoyed it a lot. Would you recommend it? I recommend it. It's a little, like, it takes a bit to get into. Once you get to the dragons, it's pretty cool. The author is actually on Twitter, Ah, so I, I followed her recently. Okay pretty good gotta say i i really i want to try and read the sequels but my sister said they weren't great so uh, i don't know okay well i've been doing some gaming over the past week obviously you know it's a hobby of mine and there's i want to talk about two shorter things and then i'll talk about the big thing most people probably know has came out recently so first what's not on this run of show is i played a lot of Pokemon Crown Tundra on the Switch while Courtney was playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Crown Tundra is the new DLC that came out about a month or two ago at mm-hmm. this point. Yep. It's very shallow, I feel. There's not much story. The guy's like, go catch these legendaries. I've caught all the legendaries now except for the one you need to trade with the person who has the sword with to get. Um, I haven't played it, so... Uh... Yeah, Courtney's not not trading me that Pokemon. And then you fight in this, like, tournament thing. But there's not much story there. They're just like, hey, we created a tournament where the gym leaders fight each other. And then that happened. And I've caught all the Pokemon I can catch in the Shield version of the game now. That's fine. I like the base game, Sword and Shield. It's probably one of my favorite Pokemon games. But I feel like the DLC was lacking, and I hope they evolve the formula even more in the <laughs> next one. <laughs> what evolve? I didn't. Uh, I didn't mean to make that pun, but yeah, I hope because people have been playing Tim Tim, which came out recently. Tim I didn't Tim. haven't given it. I haven't given it a try, but 
in all the podcasts I've listened to, at least one person has been like, oh, I've been playing Tim Tim. And they're like, it's what Pokemon would be if they cared about making a better game every year and not just the same game. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so I've been doing that. Uh, I've also been playing Destiny 2's next-gen upgrade for PS5. Uh-huh. Uh, it makes the game so much better. Like, it's 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 night and day how much better it looks and feels. Though, getting the update was an adventure because you had to go in and download this free version of the game, right? Mm-hmm. That's like PS5 and PS4. Yeah. And then you download that. And then it downloads the version that you have. Like, what console you're playing it on. It's like, oh, you have the PS5. Now you're going to get the PS5 version. And I was like, why is my storage space so full? And it's because it still kept the PS4 version. It didn't, like, overwrite that. So I had to delete that as well. But after all that was done, it was just a little bit of a hassle. You know, thankfully we have decent internet. But, yeah, the game, if you have a next-gen console, you need to get this update. It's free. Just look up how to do it on your respective console because it makes the gaming experience on destiny 2 much better now for the big one the game that everybody's probably at least heard of recently because it's the most streamed single player game on twitch history it sold 8 million copies before it came out cyberpunk 2077 i'm playing it on ps5 Uh so my experience is going to differ from those who are playing it on base consoles or pc on the ps5 and I'm assuming the Series X as well. It runs fine. It runs at 60 frames per second. It doesn't stutter. It doesn't really drop. It runs... There have been a couple of, like, like crashing. Yeah, it's, it's crashed on me twice. Luckily, it auto-saves, like, every two minutes. So that's not a huge deal. It's an annoyance. But it's not, like, a huge deal, at least for me. Though it's playable, is what I'm saying. It's smooth. It looks good. It runs at, like, 1440 it looks good, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the high-end flourishes that you see on PC, right? Uh-huh. Like the like what you would call next-gen yet, because it's just running in backwards compatibility mode. But if you have a PC, and you have a PC that's like a two, dollars $3,000 PC, this game's going to look much better than it does right now. But they're going to release a next-gen update for it in the future. But I highly doubt it's going to run at 60 with those. It might run at 30. Now... A word of warning to those playing it on last-gen consoles, okay? I feel like I have to do this before I give my opinion of the game. It seems unplayable on those consoles. From what I've seen, I was watching Digital Foundry do a breakdown where it's running at 12 frames per second on the PS4, and it it looks like a stop-motion animation while you're trying to play it. And they made the comparison to it's like Witcher 3 on Switch. You're just kind of lucky it runs on this thing at all but I, if you have a base system i don't think you should buy it to play it now my impressions without the way knowing that i've had the playable experience of the game i think it's amazing i like the witcher 3 better i feel i like those characters and the setting but if you like futuristic stuff you might like this more the quests are very impactful and interesting i was very emotionally invested into what's going on it's fun to play it's very deep rpg wise i think that's the thing courtney noticed the most it's it's just too much there's too much micromanaging of things it's just too much for me yeah but just give me a skill tree (laughs) 
and I look at the cool things that I want, and I grab those, like in Valhalla, and I just have pieces of armor that I can upgrade, and that's it. Yeah, because in this game you have skills, perks, you have three weapon slots, you have six or eight armor slots, and then you have your every body part you can replace. So you have like 25 different body parts you can replace with cybernetics. So it's very in-depth. But if you have a PS5, Xbox Series X, or a PC that could run it at like decent specs, I'd say you definitely should check this out because if you have a machine that can run it, this is probably the most technically advanced open world game. It's like GTA 5, how big the city is. But GTA 5 City is like a sandbox, I feel. Uh-huh. And this is like an actual city, in a way. Check it out if you have the machines that can run it. But word of warning, don't play it on last-gen consoles. Now, what we've been doing is watching Christmas movies in preparation for this episode, I feel. Yes. That's about it. And other than that, we watch Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 7. And we're going to give a brief spoiler-free review here. Because we're going to do a spoiler episode in a couple weeks or a month or so. What you think? This was a great episode. It was really enjoyable. I wasn't bored. Mm. Are you often bored? I was every once in a while. Mm. Like, when there's too much action, can be a little boring. You know? It's like, uh, you know, like the, the fan four stick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, there was just, I mean, there was a lot of nothing going on. But even so, there was a lot of stuff going on as well. And you're just like, ah. <sighs> So this episode, I think, is probably my favorite of the entire show so far. It had the right mix of everything. Mm-hmm. Last week's episode was kind of action-filled with characters that you like. This episode, I felt, had more character moments with them, but was also it was somehow funny, intense. Good, intense, had good character moments, had a lot of action. It had everything you would want. It was still short. I think it's under 30 minutes. There were some great out. lines. Yeah. If you take out the opening credits and ending credits, still in 30 minutes, which I don't like. But yeah, Courtney's right. There was a lot of great moments in this one. I don't know what else we can say without spoiling it. You should definitely check out the show. Also, on the Instagram, I've been posting a lot of Pokemon pictures of the uh, Pokemon cards. And I will continue to do this. I think, you know, just looking through all the old cards that I have that are, like, good and then maybe some of my newer EXs, GXs, megas whatever yeah so check out the instagram if you're into that if you like listening to podcasts about things in nerd culture you might enjoy listening to audiobooks that can transport you away on grand adventures to exciting worlds all while you go about your daily tasks like driving cooking and cleaning audible is the perfect place for you to find epic tales and right now all listeners can get a 30-day free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash nerds at odds I'm currently listening to Dune by Frank Herbert in preparation for the movie that comes out later this year, and it has really helped me fight the boredom induced by this pandemic. Audible has thousands of audiobooks available, and the best part is that with your free 30-day trial, you can download and listen to them all for free. So go to audible.com slash to get listening today. Alright, so let's get on into the topic of today's show, our Christmas special. So, I thought it would be good if we started off talking about what our Christmas traditions are during a normal year. And maybe not recently, since we're both adults, but maybe like when we were kids, perhaps? Because that's more the magical time. We could do a little bit of both. Okay, you want to start off what we do, what we did as a kid and what we would do now if it was a normal year? You yeah. do that? Okay, so you start first. What would you do as a kid? So, 
usually Christmas trees up as soon as can be. Hmm. Um, Advent or before, which Advent is a the start of the Christmas season in Catholicism and other such cultures. You know, like an Advent calendar. I have no clue what you're talking about right now, but okay. You know the little calendar that you open that's got like the little gift inside? That's an advent calendar. Okay, sure. It leads up to the Christmas, whatever. Anywho, so usually get the Christmas tree up, lights, that sort of thing. We did it as soon as Thanksgiving was over this yeah, year. Yeah, Black Friday. Uh, then on Christmas Eve, we go to candlelight service at the Methodist Church in town. Because it was, it was just a, a nice place to go. Candlelight service was great. The wax burning your fingers, that was interesting. Singing carols, going around after church. It was usually ended about midnight or so. Probably about 10, actually. It seems so much later when you're a kid. Mm. And then going around, seeing the lights, go back home. We started doing this later. We would open one gift on Christmas Eve, but we we didn't really do that when we were kids. We'd go to sleep, try to sleep. There'd be nothing under the Christmas tree, no presents at all. And then in the morning when we would wake up, we'd run out into the living room and it would be covered in presents, just decimated by presents. And then uh, mom would be there and we'd just unwrap all the gifts and it was fun i remember one of my my best one of the one of the times i walked past a present i didn't even see because i was looking at all the wrapped gifts around Mm. the tree and it was a bike i just walked right past it um and then you know mom would make christmas breakfast we didn't really have a christmas dinner we just did christmas breakfast it was great I guess I'll just talk about when I was a kid and then we'll go back to your adult thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like my childhood and now are the same. Like, I've always had a split family, you know, to go to several places. So, how it starts is I go to my maternal grandmother's house and on Christmas Eve at about six in the afternoon, and my uncle cooks steak. That's what we do there for Christmas dinner. He cooks uh, ribeye steak, and we eat that, baked potato salad, you know, steak dinner. Sure. <laughs> and it's it's my maternal grandma, my uncle, my aunt, my two cousins, me and my brother. And then we go and open all the gifts that they have brought us and we have brought them on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. That takes, you know, two or three hours. I'll probably go back. We probably go back to my dad's, my brother and I, around 10 or so. Then we, I don't know, go to sleep. <laughs> Wake up. And this hasn't really changed from when I was a kid either. So we just wake up and just wait until everybody can come together in the afternoon. It's kind of hard wrangling my brother, me my stepmom and her three kids and the grandparents and all that, you know? So we have to kind of time it so everybody's there to open all the gifts. By the time everyone's there, there's probably 12 or 13 people crammed in my parents' house. And you've seen my parents' house. Yes. It's a two-bedroom, one-bathroom, and they added a third bedroom that that used to be a park, like a carport. So it's tiny. It's like 
seven eight hundred square foot max in t- the whole house. So it's like thirteen people crammed in there. One bathroom. Yeah, one bathroom. We divvy up the presents between everybody. So I don't know. There's probably two hundred presents in this tiny house total, since everybody gets at least one, and the kids usually get a dozen or or twenty or so. And then we take turns from youngest to op- oldest opening one gift. And we go in a circle until everyone has opened all their gifts. So this takes hours to do. But it's exciting because you can see what everyone got. I guess is the idea. And I enjoy this a lot. And then, uh, you know, we kind of clean up. And then my dad gets the ham in the oven. You know, the turkey in the oven. The fixings going, you know. Mm -hmm. And then we have like a second Thanksgiving. But this time the main thing's the ham. And it's amazing. Get cherry glaze with some pineapple on there. It's a good ham. I'm making it this year. We'll see if we get it going. Courtney is going to be a believer after she eats this ham. I don't like ham. So, yeah. maybe not a big ham. Oh, I'm going to eat pounds of this ham. Okay. So, it's fine. And if you don't eat a slice of ham, no Christmas gift. I'm going to eat a slice of ham because it's apparently the only thing that we're going to be having. I should make it the only thing we're going to be having. I was going to buy a chicken to roast as well for you. But if yes, you're going to act like this, it's only going to be ham, ham, ham. So that's that's my Christmas tradition every year. What do you do as an adult now? Is it any different? Well, I did for I forgot some stuff. Okay. You like maybe a week or so before Christmas, the whole family would go to my papa's. Hmm. We would decorate an ornament with our name on it and put it on a, a little Christmas tree, and just hang out with all the family. Which, if you remember from the Thanksgiving episode, is usually like. 70 some people in one like one area it's a it's a it's a time yeah it's a time Um, well i think before you get on into your adult uh traditions i think maybe yours differ from mine in a little bit mm -hmm. because i'm the oldest child so all my siblings and everybody are still at home so i'm the only one who has to kind of go there yeah but now that and it might change in the future. It's probably going to change in the years to come. Now that your sister has a husband and a house and a kid, I feel like your adult Christmas is being sh- like changed a lot. It's going to be changed a lot. Yeah. Well, it, w- it was already starting to change. After opening all the gifts on Christmas, me, me and my sister take photos with the remnants of the wrapping paper. Oh, that's a cool tradition. So funny. But like, it, like if I... Like, I gave Brittany, my sister, and my mm-hmm. mom, like, socks, and I would put the socks on, like, the, the wrapping paper on yeah. as gloves, yeah. and then, like, take a piece of wrapping paper that kind of looks like a hat and mm-hmm. put it on. It was fun. I wonder, your Christmases probably resemble more of the traditional white Christmas, I'm assuming, from where you live? No, not really. Not really? Actually. Okay. Uh, we've had a white Christmas a couple times, mm-hmm. but... Just because we live in the valley of a mountain doesn't mean that we're going to get snow. Usually the snow happens in the start of the year and not like towards the end of the year. In, in my childhood, before I came to college, so the first 19 years of my life, it snowed once enough to stick on the ground and play in yep. my entire life. So Christmas back home could be set in the 70s for me. So that's it's just it's weird. I mean, usually we don't get a white Christmas, mm-hmm. but... That's fine. Anything you want to add about your traditions? I didn't do my adult one yet. Okay, adult. Let's see what we got. Okay, so adult Christmas. Go to my mom's 
usually try to get there maybe three days before Christmas, stay there for a week or Mm -hmm. so. It's been a little bit harder because job. Yeah. Um, So this is more like uh, while you're still in college. While I was still in college. With with the job, maybe about five days Mm. altogether. Go there, help my mom set up the Christmas tree. My sister would be there. On Christmas Eve, since we're adults, my sister and I would sit back to back. We would already have our gifts wrapped for each other and for our mom, but mom would give us the gifts that she bought for us and wrap them for each other. So I would wrap the gifts that mom got for Brittany, and she would wrap the gifts that mom got for me. (laughs) And that was always fun, you know? You know, go to sleep, wake up, waking up a lot later than usual. Because, you know, Christmas it doesn't have as much magic when you're not a kid. You don't want to wake up at the break of dawn and rush in and be like, Christmas! And then, you know, open gifts, go around in a circle, and uh, then mom would make the Christmas breakfast. It was great. Yeah. My idea for what Christmas will be like in the future going forward is I would like to have like one of those big family christmases you know where i I don't know if it's going to be like movie where we go to a ski lodge and drink cocoa you want to do the ski lodge i don't know if that's like christmas day but that'll be fun like a vacation with the family but i want to you know me you your sister her husband their kids and all kids whenever we have children that i like that idea and then grandparents can come if they want and hang out but I want like a, a big family Christmas because that that sounds more fun. Yeah. Than, uh, M- me and you and our children. And that's yeah, it. yeah. I mean, they they need you know the the more the merrier. I think you know have more kids to play with, have more gifts to open. It's you know more excitement. Yeah. So on into our favorite Christmas songs. Just want to shout out a couple real quick. Which one? Which which one or two come to mind as your favorite Christmas songs? Um. So there's a lot. So there's like the 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 Christmas church songs, mm-hmm. and then there's like the Christmas songs that they play on the radio that usually aren't the Christmas church songs. So like Christmas church song, I really like "In the Bleak Midwinter." It's pretty good. It sounds a little depressing, but it's it's pretty good. I really like "Deck the Halls," "Rocking Around the Christmas mm-hmm. Tree." I love Michael Bublé's version of. Uh, baby it's cold outside i like his frosty the snowman and i really love the piano guys version of hark the herald angels sing okay it's really rocking yeah there's no like there's not really any singing but my favorite christmas song is rocking around the christmas tree i had a poinsettia like christmas decoration a plastic one as a kid where you push the button and it like bobs up and down and the song plays which i really enjoyed so that's my favorite christmas song so what's all, do you have any nerdy Christmas movies? Kind of... Memories? Sta- yeah. Movies. Nerdy Christmas memories. Stay in the lane of this podcast a bit. What's what's a cool nerdy gift you got for Christmas? Well, I've gotten, I got the the DS Rose Gold Dogs version one year that has like the little paw print on it. Maybe that was my start of my Rose Gold obsession. <laughs> that one was pretty good. 
my sister last year got me a Legend of Zelda backpack purse thing. Yeah, really I, cool. I like that one a lot, yeah. She also got me a Harry Potter cookbook. Unofficial Harry Potter cookbook. Which, uh, we've, we've made one thing out of it so it's far, just I think. a couple Yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, did we make the, the shepherd's pie from I it? think we tried the shepherd's pie. I've updated our recipe since then, but we yeah. tried the shepherd's pie of that. Usually, well, when, when the new Star Wars movies came out, Mom got me a lot of, like, stuff from there. Like, Star Wars, the, is it The Force Awakens? That's the one that came out in 2015. Was that, yeah. It, it was, like two sets of playing cards that were different and then i got a star wars blanket I'm, i've gotten video games and haven't really got a lot of consoles you know yeah my i have one i think that stands out the most and it's because it's something that i was denied for several years mm-hmm. so when the ps3 came out back in 2006 i believe I saw it at Toys R Us, and I was like, oh, PS3, you know, mm-hmm. very nice, and uh, I, I poured my mom over, and I'm like, hey, you're, this this sounds like a good Christmas present, and she took a gander at that $600 price tag and said no, and I don't remember what I got that year or the next couple years. Uh, but it was not a PS3. Yeah, that I asked for it, but it was not that, and then I finally got it. And it came with Batman Arkham Asylum, Mm -hmm. which I thought was an okay game at the time. Uh, I was younger. I kind of didn't get the puzzly Metroidvania aspects of it. You still don't like puzzles. No, I think Arkham City's the best game out of that series. And I got The Dark Knight on Blu-ray. And uh, it it was uh, a cool experience seeing my first Blu-ray movie. I remember it being uh, eye-opening for me. I think the first blu-ray movie i watched was like timothy green something hmm. it, it was that movie about the 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 kid that uh the the people get that's that comes from the ground i don't know weird i so we still only own very few blu-rays i feel like i didn't get into buying movies until streaming was a thing so we kind of missed that i bought i bought castaway on blu-ray I bought that yeah. last Christmas. Well, I mean, we we have the six Star Wars movies. We have the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Only the Dark Knight for some reason. I want to get the entire Nolan trilogy. We have Core and Avatar. Yeah. Um, we own all of Mash, but it's on the DVD. So, I don't know. We didn't really get into that. And now talking about movies, it's time to get into the big part of this episode. We're gonna get into our Christmas movies. Ranked worst to best, all 25 of them. And if you saw on Patreon, we had the list there that you could watch. So if you haven't watched those already, maybe go to patreon.com slash nerds at odds and check out the list of Christmas movies. Maybe see what you think about some of them and then come back and listen to this part. But if you know the movies, let's dive on into this list. And I think we're probably going to get to five or ten of them. And then probably do the rest on the next part. Sound okay. about right? Sure. Okay. So at number 25, and this one kind of hurts me because I remember liking this one, is The Year Without a Santa Claus. How dare you? I thought it was boring. Um, I thought I was just waiting the whole movie for the uh, Heat Miser song, you know? Mm-hmm. And just, 
it seemed a bit meandering, especially when the start of the movie is Mrs. Claus telling you something, right? Yeah. It's like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and now we're here, right? She tells you a story, and then it goes and shows you, the movie plays out what she just told you happened for like the first five, ten minutes. I mean, I feel like it runs a bit long. If you cut it down to like a 25-minute movie instead of an hour movie, it'd be much more snappy. No. No? And I can't believe that you put this above Rudolph and uh, Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, you put this behind that. Rudolph was annoying. Like, I was re-watching it, and I'm like, this is so annoying <laughs> at all times. I don't know why you put this so low. I thought it was a bit boring. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not as well made, either, as It is Rudolph. not Christmas without a year without a Santa Claus. Yeah. I cannot Abide stress <laughs> that enough. This will be watched every year. How could you? I feel like this and a lot of these lower on the list are ones that you watch as a kid or with your kids. But I don't know if I'm trying to watch this every year, you know, as an adult. I watch it every year. You think so? Yes. We keep it on the list? We have to. Fine, we'll keep it on it's, the list. It's my favorite old Christmas movie. Okay. Next at number 24 is Star Wars uh, Lego Holiday Special, the one that just came out. I gave it a mediocre. I'm not going to hop on the the Star Wars issues with it I too thought it much. was fine. It did have Star Wars issues. Yeah. It has interesting implications if they're going to try and make it actually canon. I doubt it's canon. And like the, the time stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's canon. It, it annoyed me to, to no end just some of the things that that they said were things that I'm like, that's definitely not, not true. Also, it was real weird when uh, the woman who calls Chewbacca her boyfriend yeah. came in and like Chewbacca's, Chewbacca's wife's, there. wife's there and like she tackles Chewbacca. It's real yeah. weird. Yeah. So I, I thought it was going to start with just being the new, the sequel characters. And I'm like, I'm going to hate this. And then they travel back in time and you see prequel stuff and original trilogy stuff and i'm like oh characters i care about right yeah but just just so, some of the things that happen annoyed me when it comes to star wars wise and it was it was just whatever i mean there were some cool parts but it was it was largely meh yeah it i gave it a mediocre we're not watching it again i mean it, it's so hard because they can't say like oh well christmas is a thing because then yeah. it's like religion I'm, I'm fine with life day being a thing life day's fine but it's just like it I, I don't know it's it's like why is it so oddly similar to christmas mm. and i don't know it's just weird yeah next up on the list at 23 is rudolph i would have put this last probably yeah because man is it sexist yeah, Rudolph is very problematic it's it's sexist it's a little racist it's boring in places it's meandering i think it's well it's better made than you without santa claus this is men's work yeah you take the women home yeah you take the women and home. also that there's it doesn't say what i think it's trying to say right it's trying to say like oh it's okay except embrace your santa's mean yeah like embrace what makes you unique and that's a good thing right but they don't care. They don't care about Rudolph. Everyone's mean to Rudolph, and they just want to use him. Well, it's like it's like capitalism, right? Yeah. It's it's not cool, or it's weird, or it's dumb until it's actually useful, and then everybody wants it. Yeah. So they don't accept Rudolph for who he is. They just accept that he's useful in this situation. But like, literally, 
so Santa comes to see the birth of the reindeer. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's weird. Hopefully he grows out of that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, they're doing the thing where Santa inspects the, the reindeer. And Rudolph's the best flyer. And it's real cute because, you know, Cl- Clarice says that he's cute. And that's why he's able to fly because he's mm-hmm. so happy. And then the nose comes off and Santa's like, you should be ashamed of yourself, Donner, who's his dad. Yeah. It's like, he had a good takeoff, too. It's like, he still had a good takeoff. Yeah, he's a good flyer, you know, and he has this light on his nose. I, I They just use him, and they don't really accept him in the end, and it's it's weird. I don't know if we're going to show this to our kids. It, it's like, it's, it's encouraging children to run away if their parents are disappointed in them. Yeah. Because then your parents will feel sorry and then go after <laughs> you. It's real weird. Yeah, I don't th- I don't know if we're going to watch this next year. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, there is there's this Rudolph that's really good mm-hmm. that I think we should watch, but we can't find it anywhere. Yeah. We have to get it on DVD. Next up at 22 is Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. I love this movie. I thought I gave it an average. It's not mediocre like Rudolph or Star Wars. I think I enjoyed the first part more, honestly. Well, I'm not sure what part I enjoyed more. Thinking back. The middle. Think the middle. I mean, the first part's good. The part with the snowman's good. Yeah. I was I was worried I was going to hate this movie because it was going to be CGI snowman. But it's a puppet made by Jim Henson and all that. And it looks great, I think. I mean, there are some parts where it's clearly, like, CGI. Yeah, when he has to move certain ways. Yeah. But but just when he's moved, like, when he's waddling around or just in a scene talking, it, it's real. It's a puppet and it looks like it's supposed to be there because it is there, right? Yeah. So it looks great compared to what I was afraid of it looking like. I don't know. It just... I think what, why I put it so far down the list is that I was a bit sad at the end. Mm-hmm. It's a real downer of a movie. You, might, you I, just, I just felt bad for this kid the whole time, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It, it's a little like Onward, in a way. Where it's like, it's a, it's a good movie, but I, I feel sad for the, the boys... In Onward, and I feel sad for the boy here because, like, he still loses his dad, you know? Yeah. But the snowman looked good. Yeah. It was a hot warming story, but I was, I was a little sad, and I think that's what got it put down here. Okay, that's fine. At 21, Frosty, the snowman. I feel like the, the reason why it's 21 is because it's, like, 20 minutes long and you're in and out. It, but even at 20 minutes long, I feel like, come on, speed it up. Speed it up? Let's make this a 10-minute feel? It's just like, they they go on this train, and then they're like, it's too cold on the train. We'll jump off the train. And then there's like this bad guy trying to get the hat back the whole time. And they're like, oh, it's too cold in the woods. Uh, yeah. Here's a fire. Oh, the bad guy put out the fire. Let's run away. Oh, here's a greenhouse. <laughs> I think I think Frosty's problem is that it is clearly a movie that was made, made on the song. song. Yes, that's the entire inspiration for the movie was the song. Yeah, and they just came up with high drinks to ensue to get you to the next part of the song. It's fine. I don't know if we're gonna watch it next year, but I would show my kids this. They'd probably be into it. There's probably a. I think there's a different version of Frosty, one of the stop motion ones that we could do. Oh yeah. Instead, I know there's one. I think it's like. Frosty, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. We have that one on. Yeah. On DSD. And that that one, that one's stop motion. And it's pretty cute. It's got, uh, he's got a, a wife and some kids. Frosty does? Yeah. Okay. 
but yeah so those are good okay okay guys so we're gonna call it there so just to run down from 25 through 21 it's 25 years without a santa claus at boring uh, 24, Star Wars Lego, mediocre. 23, Rudolph, mediocre. 22, Jack Frost, average. And 21, Frosty, average. How do you feel about those first five? I think you're wrong with putting Year Without a Santa Claus so low, but that's your own prerogative. Okay, so guys, check back in with part two for numbers 20 through 1 and our closing thoughts. Here, Akita has to say the interesting fact. Check back next week. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.